Hi everyone and welcome to another edition of Rock and Talk with Dad. Today I'm bringing you my review of Dua Lipa's sophomore album, Future Nostalgia. Stay tuned. Hello music fans, hope you all are doing fantastic. Now I know this review is a little bit behind by like two years, but I'm still excited to talk about it. And to be fair, it's not entirely my fault. <laughs> Um, I did actually record this back in 2020, and it's just, I guess, been sitting in a vault of sorts. Um, but when I opened up the recording look through it, um, there were missing chunks of audio for some reason. Like, this, the system that I had set up just, like, didn't record some spots or whatever. I didn't notice while I recorded at the time. So I had to just go through and re-record the whole damn thing. But rest assured, my thoughts and feelings are the same as they were when I originally wrote this review, I actually, I decided to listen to the album again, you know, so it's still fresh in my mind and still want to talk about it. I it's still a fun album. Um, but before we get into it, like <laughs> without further ado, so kind of from the beginning, my thoughts on the album, um, originally. So after listening through Lady Gaga's Chromatica a few times, I had the confidence to give this album a shot and it did not disappoint. So Dua Lipa's second album came out March 27th of 2020, if I remember right. Um, and it was a little bit before Chromatica was released. Um, and throughout this review, I'm probably going to reference Lady Gaga a lot, just because that's my frame of reference, especially for an album like this. And I'll explain I'll explain that further. You'll, you'll see what I mean. Um, you know, these two albums are very much influenced by dance music, and it's dance music of all kinds, whether it's, you know, 70s disco, it's 80s dance pop, 90s club, or early 2000s new disco and funk. And that's just a short list. There's so much going on here, and it's it's really fun to listen to. Um, so I guess let's get into it a little bit. Um, I believe I tried to do a little bit of a new format on these album reviews, um, starting with this one and really didn't go anywhere, but... I'm still going to try it out, so I'm going to talk about the music itself, just kind of go through the track list and go over the music first, uh, hit in, get into the lyrics, and then we'll wrap up with final thoughts. So the tracks listing is as follows. Um, it's, it's 11 tracks, and we have Future Nostalgia, Don't Start Now, Cool, Physical, Levitating, Pretty Please, Hallucinate, Love Again, Break My Heart, Good in Bed, and the final track, Boys Will Be Boys. So let's dive into the music first. In multiple interviews, Lipa stated that the inception of the album started with being inspired by the dance music that she grew up with. Now, I believe she's younger than I am, so that's, you know, early to mid-2000s. And, of course, this group grew beyond that to include a myriad of dance and R&B influences from across the 70s all the way through, the, through uh, to the 2000s. And what I really like is that most of these songs have just one main influence and then buried in the production are elements of other genres. And I maybe that's just the way that I interpret the music of these songs, but that's I've it's kind of what I've gathered over um, listening to this album multiple times now. Um, and let's take the title track, for example. I think the main core influence, probably, I'm going to say it's synth pop, but under that you have these elements of house and hip-hop. Um, heading on to the following track, Don't Start Now. Let's listen to that bass line real quick. Did a full 180, crazy, thinking about the way I was. Did the heartbreak change me, baby, but look at where I am. Quick. 
quick note with that baseline, that's not actually played by an actual person. That is all programmed. I forget who the producer is on this album, but um, the producer um, is the one who programmed that baseline. And it's fun as hell. And it sounds it sounds so natural. And it's been been super fun to uh, learn how to play too. Um, but along with that baseline, I know Jamiroquai um, was influenced by disco and funk as well. And that sounds like something that could be pulled right out of um, Jamiroquai's um, was a Funk Odyssey album from 2001. That's exactly what it sounds like. And I love that. Um, now, also in the song, she had some strings to really drive home that uh, that disco disco influence. But it also makes it feel a little bit more organic. Um, and heck, there's even some cowbell in the song for you. On to the next song with Cool. I had a hard time nailing down what influence was trying to come through, and I think it's more of a production and arrangement thing that struck me. It's very clean and simple in terms of the number of instruments and the sound that comes through. It's very 80s, of course, but I think more specific than that, um, I think of Prince. Especially with the percussion and the drum line in there, it really drives that song, um, that, that song that's layered with that funk bass line. Really fun. On to Physical. Um, physical is kind of dark in tone, but that doesn't mean you don't want to move your ass to it. Um, that it's got this dark wave influence that I think it's very Bauhaus, um, Little Susie and the Banshees even. And I also love that the chorus line is the same as um, Olivia Newton-John's song of the same name, Physical. However, I do have to give props to Lipa because I don't think her music video is as cheesy as Olivia Newton-John's. No disrespect. <laughs> Um, and then heading into levitating, I think, um, the pre-course and, uh, and of course the course itself, um, it's so infectious. I think it's, uh, to me, the little rap in the middle of the song, it's Blondie inspired. Let's take a listen real quick. Heading on to Pretty Please, and this is another one of those percussion-driven songs with uh, a bass and click here. And again, I, it's one of those songs to me, I think is really stripped down uh, production-wise, and it really allows the bass, guitars, and synths to come through, which doesn't happen on, on a lot of these. Um, in the next song, Hallucinate. So Lipa described um, Hallucinate as kind of her festival song, and I don't think there's any arguing with that. I can imagine a crowd of tens of thousands of people jumping up and down to this at something like Coachella. You just really hear that, and I, I love that. And sometimes songs don't need to be anything more than that. Sometimes it really is just a fun anthem song of sources, like fucking get up, jumping down. Like, it's fun. I love that. Heading into Love Again. Now, quick note, this is the longest song on the album, and it's the only song that goes beyond the four-minute mark. Um, it uses a trumpet riff sample from White Town's Your Woman, um, which was in 97, which in turn sampled that same uh, trumpet riff from Al... I believe I'm... I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Um, from Al Boley's My Woman in 1932. And... It's a trumpet riff. It's a sample that has been used time and time again. And it works. It works here. I, I really dig it. Um, the next song, Break My Heart. Oh, 
this is another one of the songs. The bass line is so mwah, but it's it's all it's programmed. It's another one of those programmed bass lines, and love that. Um, it's this fun disco and dance pop song. Um, you got some disco violins in there for good measure. Um, there is a part in the second chorus where the bass drum plays the same 16th notes as the bass line itself. It makes for a really cool sound. I love, that's part of, you know, why I love music so much is being able to pick out how the instruments play with each other and play off of one another. And this is, this is one of those instances. I really love that. And speaking of the bass, bass drum and bass line working together, let's talk about good and bad. Throughout the song, the bass notes, um, they descend as the bass drum effect accentuates that bass note. So I think it goes something a little bit like, dum, 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 dum. I love that sound. It's one of those cool sound effects to me. Just simple production thing, but I love it. It's, um, I don't know, in a way, to me, it's kind of like lo-fi, off-kilter jazz piano in, in the song as well. It's, it's kind of fun. And then we're on the final song. Um, album wraps up with Boys Will Be Boys, and this is the shortest song on the album. Um, the best influence I can think of would probably be chamber pop. Um, and for those of you who don't know, chamber pop is um, music that has more of an emphasis on string and horn melodies. Um, a little bit of an anthem uh, with some gospel elements in there, I think, as well. Um, makes for, I don't know, I, I guess a theatrical album closer, if there's any way to explain that. So with the album wrapped up on the music and the, got that out of the way, Let's talk about the lyrics and some of the themes that are going on with this album. Um, if there is any sort of cohesive narrative, you know, trying to piece together, you know, some of these things that she brings up and talks about, I think it's the idea of female empowerment in relationships. There are quite a few songs that see Lipa talking to a lover or an ex-lover about the relationship and either moving on from it or how lustful the or oh, sorry, how lustful the relationship is. Um, don't start now and physical come to mind, respectively. Um, so levitating, it's a bit more, I, I don't know. I view it as her opening herself up, showing her emotions a little bit more, heading into hallucinate. Um, these lyrics are a little bit more about how love could drive someone crazy, as where love again and break my heart are definitely much more breakup songs, but with that guise of great dance music. Um, then you have good in bed. And as you might guess, it talks about how sex is the only thing that keeps the relationship together. Um, and just like the line from the song goes, Yeah, we don't know how to talk But then we know how to fuck <laughs> And then the final song, Boys Will Be Boys. She combines a lot, actually, on this one. She speaks to the growing pains that girls deal with in the modern world. Again, those themes of female empowerment. But she also takes aim at the toxic and misogynistic nature of men, particularly around the Me Too movement. And I know I breezed through the lyrics really fast, um, and I'll, I'll explain why here in just a minute. So overall, even though you have this very happy, dancer-ass-off kind of music going on, there's a lot more brewing underneath with those lyrics. So... There's the lyrics and the theming of the album. I'm going to wrap up with some final thoughts. With regards to the music, much like with Chromatica, sign me up. I want to go to a club. I want to get sweaty. I want to dance my ass off. It is so much fun to listen to. And even while driving, I have a hard time not moving. It's 
very cohesive sound-wise, and I really love that. It, it, despite all these var varying influences, it's 70s, it's 80s, 90s, 2000s dance music with a fresh coat of paint, that fresh, polished production of, of modern music. Now, lyrically, this is probably why I breeze through the lyrics so much. I wish there was a little bit more cohesion. This is me personally, my take on it. I think want a little bit more cohesion. Maybe, I don't know, shall we say a bit of a story, I guess. She does have these few themes that, that keep up for the album, but there's also some back and forth going on. And by that, I mean, you know, in one song, she's talking about how, how love drives her crazy and wants, you know, wants that great relationship. And then the next song, she's breaking up and then it's talking about sex and then a breakup theme song again. And again, that's just how I view it. I know there are others who don't um, view it the same way that I do. That's just my take on it. Um, and I think if you listen to this album on Spotify and you have, I don't know what exactly they call it, the Spotify story or whatever it is, she has some some better pointers in there for you know diving deeper into her mindset of the song at the time. I'm just taking this at the you know my my personal take on it, um, but she does dive into that a little bit more, and it's it, it is interesting. I love that Spotify has that kind of hear what the artist thinks about you know track by track, and um, I think Lady Gaga did that as well uh, for Chromatica, and Dua Lipa did it for this album, so. Listen to the album. Go go out and explore. Take it in for for what, however you perceive it. Again, not bad at all. Don't don't get me wrong. Just my my perception. And then I think really this is um, it really is just a small gripe. I mean, hell, I appreciate that she has themes at all. Some pop stars just sing about whatever they want from song to song. So more power to her. Uh, I do look forward to see what she does next. And she's she has a lot of potential. I. Definitely enjoyed her work so far. Now, I do have one major gripe with the album, just one, and really by extension, it's just the same problem that I have with Chromatica and most modern music production. It's that the all these songs are too short. Like I briefly mentioned talking about Love Again, that's the one song that goes above the four minute mark. Um, four minutes, 18 seconds to be exact. The next longest song is three minutes, 41 seconds, followed by um, 3.38. But most of these songs stick to that modern standard of three to three and a half minutes. Um, in fact, I think it's, what, eight of the 11 tracks are under three minutes and 30 seconds. And again, I think that's just modern song making. That's just, you know, the, the pop music production scene as it is. You know, it's all about fitting in as many courses as you possibly can in as little time as possible. But for me personally, I think if you've written a good song, a good enough song both lyrically and musically, I don't know, I, I could be done, but I think people are going to stick around for a little bit extra and not lose interest. Um, yeah, I just wish that some of these songs just, they were able to breathe a little bit more. And it's just so much singing all the time. Again, I don't mind it. Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking about this album. I wouldn't like it as much if I thought otherwise. But there's really only two songs that have an extended outro, and it's the first two songs. Most of the other songs end right after that third chorus. Um, and I think it's I think it's levitating that that came to mind when when I, I remember when I first heard it and every time I listen to it since I can just hear in my head this bit of an extended version where you know after after the last part of singing like where the song actually ends I just imagine this outro for like an extra 10 15 seconds that's just the music 
And then it ends on her saying, I'm levitating one more time and just ends there. But it gives that little bit of a breathing room. Um, God, I mean, especially because it, it's a it's a dance album. It's dance music inspired. You don't go to clubs to rock your body to the lyrics. You go for the rhythm of the music. So let that music shine a little bit more. There's some real catchy grooves in here, whether it's the drums, the bass, or the strings. I want to hear more. I want that to breathe a little bit more. I don't need singing on top of that all the time. And again, this has nothing to do with Dua Lipa herself. I think that that really is just the modern pop music production practice. And I don't think she probably has much control over that. Sorry for the rant. Again, that's my only major gripe, but I mean, hell, I'll continue to listen to this album and enjoy it. It's a really fun listen. So there you have it. That is my review for Dua Lipa's Future Nostalgia. It's a little bit late, I know, but I still wanted to get it out there. And if you enjoy dance music of any sort, give this album a shot. It's really fun to listen to. It's definitely not an album to listen to if you're looking for any sort of story or message, but you will definitely want to get up and dance your ass off. Thank you all for joining me today on Rock and Talk with Dak. If you liked today's episode, please make sure to go out, comment, like, and subscribe, or tell a friend. It all helps get these episodes out to more music fans like yourselves. As always, you can find me on Instagram. I've been trying to post some updates on there a little bit more. And as always, this presentation is made possible by listeners like you. So thank you for your love and your support as always. And remember, you've got to dance like there's nobody watching and love like you'll never be hurt. See you all next time.